Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, Emerson Whitner, and joining me this week, as always, is the only man on this show who refuses to watch the critically unacclaimed movie, The Room, my brother, Brian Whitner. Brian, how are you yeah, doing this I evening? I am doing great. I refuse to watch that movie. I've heard awful things about it. Have what, what? What's one of your favorite movies, Brian, of all time? Favorite movie of all time? One of them. Just uh, pick a movie. Armageddon. Okay. I promise you watch this movie, you will uh, talk about it as often, if not more, than you talk about Armageddon. Oh, um, that's that one. But anyway, speaking of stuff, we're here, sadly, not to talk about The Room, starring Tommy Wiseau. Instead, we're here to talk about the 1996 King of the Ring um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or emotional outbursts, we are taking calls live tonight. It is The phone number is 718-766-4886. Uh, we are live. We are going to be here until 1130 Eastern Time tonight. And um, so let's go into the Wayback Machine. Let's go into the Wayback Machine here, Brian, back to June of 96. Um as most people know, uh, Triple H was supposed to win this King of the Ring. It was originally penciled in. And then, well, him, Shawn Michaels, and Diesel and Razor Ramon on their last nights in the company uh, decide, uh, did a uh, curtain call at Madison Square Garden where they broke kayfabe and stood in the ring patting each other on the back and whatnot. Now, uh, Hall and Nash were on their way out of the company. They couldn't do anything to them. Sean was champion, and they had nobody else to put the belt on, so they couldn't do anything to him. Hunter went on his eat shit and learn to love it uh, punishment for the next six months. And yes. instead of winning, he lost in the first round to Jake Roberts. Hmm. Someone had to job to Jake Roberts, and future exactly principal owner had to be the one to do it. So, and you know they couldn't job out Bradshaw until the second round. Of course not which is sort of funny in retrospect. Um, so we go on to the show, and the uh, announced team was the eclectic trio of uh, Vince McMahon, Jim Ross, and Owen Hart. Yes, Owen. Um, yeah. 
and you know it made sense later. We'll and we'll get to the main event, obviously. Uh, a bit later, but it uh, made sense at the end of the day why he was out there, at least given a reason to be there, instead of just randomly running out at the end. Um, but on to the show, before we get to the very end, we got to start at the very beginning. And the opener was uh, a semifinal match with uh, Steve Austin and Mark Merrow. Yeah. Honestly, I thought this was the second best match on the show. What do you think? Possibly, yes. It's not the best. No, the main event was the best. But uh, uh yeah. Okay. I'll give it that. <laughs> um, this was actually Mark Merrill's first loss since coming in. He uh had debuted at WrestleMania twelve and he'd been on a little bit of a winning streak, but tonight was not his night as he became the second victim of the Stone Cold Stunner. Um and Austin wins in about sixteen minutes. Yes, it was um, quite a long match between the first round, but yes, it was a long match indeed, but a great match at that. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin's mouth was busted open, and so the storyline was he went, quote-unquote, to the hospital to get stitched up before his final match. And when you think how r- ridiculous that sounds, that he got rushed to the ER and then rushed back, um, knowing yes, how long it takes to get to the bar. Yes, yes, you, you go in, they immediately take care of you. No questions yeah. asked. Especially, yeah. Um, and then, you know, the problem with Austin winning the first match was way back when in 96, my pick to win was Vader. When, well, they weren't going to have two heels in the finals, so up next... Why? Uh, why did they not have two heels in the finals? I, 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 said, I, said, I said, like, an astonishing what? Like, really? I know. What can you do? Um, anyway, Jake beat Vader by DQ in four minutes when uh, basically Vader beat the shit out of him for three and a half minutes. Jake made his comeback and went for the DDT, and Vader shoved the ref for a uh, bullshit DQ. Um, yeah. It pretty much was more of an angle than anything else to set up Jake having bad ribs going into the finals. Um, and then after the match, Vader laid Jake out with the Vader bomb. And a couple of beer splashes in the corners and all that fun stuff. Any other thoughts on that one? Um, it was the second shortest match on the card. Not by a whole lot. Um, nope, but it was the second shortest one. All right. Um, on the uh, free-for-all before the uh, King of the Ring pay-per-view, the uh, Body Donnas debuted their brand-new manager to replace Sonny, they introduced Cloudy, who was, of course, a man, um, and is not to be confused with Sammy, who uh, later had oral sex with Mark Henry. Dear God. They, they really wanted Mark Henry out of that 10-year contract, didn't they? I think so, yeah. Um, but, you know, kudos to him. He not only got stayed the whole 10 years, got all the money he was owed, he stayed another eight years and counting. So, you know. But anyway, the reason for... I don't know about going strong. He's always injured, but... uh, He is the world's strongest man. And has the world's strongest smell. I'm sure I wouldn't know that, but I'll take your word for it. Well, just ask uh, Derek Bateman or EC3. Um, Uh, Up next, Godwins versus Smoking Guns for the tag titles. 
Um, this was set up a month earlier when the Godwins won the tag titles, only to lose to the Spoken Guns eight days later um, at the infamous Beware of Dog pay-per-view. You know, here's a here's a fact for you. The Godwins are two-time WF Tag Team Champions. Their two reigns yes. last a total of ten days. Wow. Uh-huh. And here's a trivia question oh, yeah, for you, Brian. Who beat the Godwins the second time for the belts? The uh, Body Donuts. Nope. Hey, uh-huh. here's a, I'll leave this out to the people. If you know this and you're listening to me right now, Call us in, 718-766-4886. Trivia question. Who beat uh, the Godwins to win uh, the WF Tag Team titles to end the Godwins' second title reign? But uh, while we wait for someone to answer that, um, we go to this match, which the Smoking Guns won. um, And the story of it pretty much was Phineas, who was pissed off that Billy stole his woman last month, ripped off uh, Billy's boot. I'm sorry, what was that? I said that poor bastard. Yes, you know, Sonny, of course, rather Phineas Godwin than Billy Gunn, I'm sure. Yes. And Chris Candido was somewhere scowling. Um, Yes. And so uh, uh, Phineas ripped off Billy Gunn's boot early in the match and beat him with it, and that boot ended up playing into the finish, uh, because Billy smacked Phineas with it behind the ref's back, leading to uh, Phineas getting pinned and the guns retaining the belts. That damn loaded boot. Yes. You know, it, it's funny because, you know, why Phineas was able to hit uh, Billy with it in front of the referee, but, you know, he had to make sure the ref had his back turned for the second one. Yes, of course. Um, so up next... Jerry Lawler cut a 10-minute pre-match promo, making fun of all the drunks, fatties, and ugly women of Milwaukee, which is where the pay-per-view was at. And he then proceeded to lose to the Ultimate Warrior in in a much shorter amount of time than it took him to cut his promo. Yes, the, the, the promo itself took longer than the actual match, which is kind of weird to me, but it's okay. Well, it's an Ultimate Warrior match, and yeah. Jerry Lawler's strength is talking. So, <laughs> what do you expect? You make sense. Um, anything else about the match? It's just a, it was just a quick match. Typical Warrior squash. Lawler getting in, I think, like a pile driver, I think, like that. But, yeah, other than that, nothing. All right, um... So, well, keep rolling along here. Um, We had Mankind versus The Undertaker. Now, of course, these two ended up wrestling about 37,000 times on pay-per-view over the next two, three years. However, this was the first time, and it was Mankind's first uh, big test after debuting the night after WrestleMania. Um, And, you know, at this point, you know, Undertaker was very much protected. He... Um, did very few jobs. In fact, I think this may have been the cleanest job he did since uh, putting over Underta- or putting over Hogan at Tuesday in Texas. Yes, possibly. Um, so, in case, of course, for everyone who doesn't know, um, you know, Mick won. Um, the end, the finish of the match saw Paul Bear uh, 
get up on the apron. Mankind tried to rip the urn out of his hands, and so Paul went to hit Mankind with it. Mankind ducked, and Paul took out his protege, the Undertaker, uh, and Mankind won with the Mandible Claw. Yes, it was, it was. Yeah, like you said, it was one figure's first defeats in a while. It wasn't a clean defeat, however, it was a defeat at that. Mm-hmm. Well, As you said, you know, this, this was the beginning of many, 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 many Undertaker vs. Mankind matches. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if, uh, for people who might be confused, this was not the Hell in the Cell match. That was in uh, 98, no. two years later. Um, yes, this yes. was just the beginning of the feud. They obviously went on to have much more epic, much more memorable matches, including the Boiler Room Brawl at SummerSlam two months later. Have you watched that match since it happened, the Boiler Room Brawl? I know we watched some pay-per-view. Yeah, I I, I know we're getting sidetracked here, but, you know, we're going through pretty quickly right now. Yeah, Um, yeah, we're like three quarters late through the pay-per-view, and yeah, only quarter after 11, so yes. Not not even quarter after we got seventeen minutes to go. Um yeah. that match, like I remember as a kid, like I loved that match. The boiler room yeah. brawl. And then like I went back and watched it a little while ago. Good God was that boring. <laughs> like I think it was exciting and, as a kid because it was like the first ever of that type of match. Like yeah. just like when we went to uh, that, that house show and we saw our first ever steel cage match. It was the John Cena versus Who was it? John Cena versus Who? Kurt I thought Angle. Triple H and Flair. No, I thought Triple no, H and Flair. No, no. Uh, Cena versus Angle was the first cage match we saw live. Uh, um, uh, and then a week later was when they did the Eminem Batista Big Dave cage match. Not yet, Batista and Big Dave. Batista and Ray, where uh, yeah. which was used as the excuse when Batista got injured the next week. Um, of course. When it took when it took Mark Henry ten and a half minutes to pull the chain off the cage. Yeah, and then um, it looked like, you know, of course on TV the broad editing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, honestly, I think uh, the show would have been better had they just you know left in the entire uh, ten minutes of him struggling to break the chain. Yeah. Um, That's probably more entertaining than match. Hi. Um. So, yeah, you know, and have a nice day, Mick fully commented about uh, how, you know, when they did air the match, there was no commentary during the boiler room portion of the match and was taped the day before, which, of course, we didn't know sitting there as two kids when we were 11 and 10 years old at the time. Yes. Um, But looking back now, it was way too long in that boiler room and way too quiet. So, yes. Um, so, turning back, we go to Goldust versus Ahmed Johnson for the most prestigious of all the Intercontinental titles. Oh, um, the most prestigious. It, you know, Ahmed Johnson. What what a uh, what a prick! Goldust saved his life. He was unconscious, and Goldust came up and performed mouth to mouth resuscitation. And Ahmed decides to freak out, and he slams that jobber through the wall and the, through the door. Yeah. And, uh, I, I can't believe I'm how grateful. ungrateful he was. Yeah. I'm grateful. 
by the Owen Hart's line of the night. I don't know if you caught this and or wrote it down. Um, Owen says, Goldus never met a man he didn't like. Hmm. Um, um. I don't know. I don't know how I never noticed this as a kid, but Ahmed had his freaking knee pads up on his thighs. Like, does he not know where his what? knee is? He had his knee pads up not. on his thigh. You didn't know that. You are right. That? I do remember this. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Like what? Like what the hell? Where, where the hell did he think his knee is? Although, I don't know what's worse. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's being distracted by an Owen Hart uh, uh, rib. So, yeah. Uh, Owen, was, Owen was talking way too loud, and he heard him in the ring. So, some wacky shenanigans. Um, also, Ahmed has no idea how to speak English, I don't think. No, of course not. Anyone who's ever seen those fun with Ahmed videos online on YouTube knows what I'm talking about. If you haven't, go check them out. Um, by the way, we're still looking for the winner of our trivia contest and for our first ever caller. Brian sent a text message to your friend and ordered her to call in, but the phone I number... Actually, I actually do have the answer. I, I cheated and looked it up the, looked up the answer. So, uh, yeah. Well, in, in, if we don't have a caller in 10 minutes, you can tell us. But the nice. trivia question was the Godwin second WWF title reign, the one in, from October of 1997. Who ended their title reign? Yes. Yes. Um, by the way, 718-766-4886 is the number to call in on. We, I swear to God, I'll put anyone on the air. Uh, right. Anyway, the, the finish of the match... What my wife is doing? Oh, for the love of Christ. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Um, anyway, Goldust seductively... Um, made a cover running his hands all over Ahmed's lower body, which... He's getting ready for mouth to mouth. Yep, he went from mouth to mouth. In fact, he performed CPR again after he gave him a sleeper hold. And what did he do? What did Ahmed do? He freaked out again, threw a tantrum, and uh, attacked uh, um, poor uh, Goldust, and then took his title from him. Yes. But, I mean, the poor man's just giving him mouth-to-mouth. I mean, Twice. it's raw now. If you're certified, you have to try to... And you know mouth-to-mouth, you have to try to give him some person to it. Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, so, up next, uh, uh, recent signee, Brian Pillman, cut a loose cannon promo. Uh, yeah. At the, and, you know, at the time, he was perhaps... Uh, the hottest person, at least of all the internet fans. Anyway, this was after he got his shoot release from WCW to sell the angle of uh, him being crazy and everyone hating him. I, that that's just so amazing in hindsight. Like when CM Punk did his promo a few years ago. Do you really think he did that and Vince didn't have him re-signed at that time? Yes. I mean, that's just common sense. They had to sign him and, yeah. He did not just show up in the building for the contract that Triple H and man for them to hit his damn music and boom, he came out. Yeah, no. It's like Pillman managed to get a shoot release from WCW. That that just 
blows my mind every time I think about it to this day. Um, but Pillman cutting his promo led to the finals of the King of the Ring, Steve Austin oh. and Jake Roberts. Hmm. Hmm. Much like the first Jake match, this was just short and sweet. Austin beat yes. the snot out of him. Jake got in yes. no offense until uh, Gorilla Monsoon, the El Presidente of WWF, uh-huh. uh, yes. ho, 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 uh, came down and uh, um, to check on Jake, which, you know, really what the hell was the point of him doing that? But it led to Jake making his comeback, for lack of a better word, he got cut off quickly. Austin stunned him and became king of the ring. Yes. Your thoughts on the match? Short, sweet gorilla gave Jake the inner monkey to continue the match. And yeah. Wasn't the inner too monkey. Pretty, but yeah. The, yes, the inner gorilla monkey. monkey. The inner monkey. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. At least his strength. Because we all know Jake can't really fly. Because he was 41, or his owner would say 62, or 72, he, or 84. He's at, or, he's at least 51 or 61. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, Owen gave him a new age every five minutes. So um, so Austin cut some sort of promo afterwards. I don't think it was, oh. you know, that big of a deal or anything. No, it was, it was not a big deal at all. Something like... like Austin 316 decides decide to look your ass or something like that. I don't know. Like, that catchphrase really made it was really know. popular. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like, that, that, that's what wrestling fans will get on Bible quotes. Yeah, yeah come on. It's almost as entertaining as the yes chance. <laughs> they, they don't go over well at all. <laughs> you know, the the freaking yes chance um uh, the, those damn things the, the, like the stupidest thing ever and it gets so super over that it basically led what? Brian to the title what speaking of stupid catchphrases what please stop doing that okay oh boy um so Austin cuts his famous Austin three sixteen promo and you know, obviously it's not like the WF took off the next day or anything. And actually the next day was um well, I guess it was the second ratings loss in a row for to Nitro and Nitro would go on to win the next eighty two weeks in a row. Before WF finally won. Oh. Yeah, so so like, sometimes WF will try to make you think, like, this was the beginning of the Austin phenomenon, and Austin became a big star the next day. And, you know, maybe nope. there was a little more, like, a smattering of cheers here or a smattering of cheers there. It really wasn't until Brett came back and they uh, did that feud that uh, Austin really took off. And yes. the rest was history. I mean, when you think about it, what was Austin doing at SummerSlam 96? Do you remember? He was wrestling Yokozuna in the free-for-all match. Correct. And Aust- and that's when Yoko broke the top rope because he was too fat. Yes. Yes, pretty much. Was, I believe the last time you saw Yoko. Uh, no, he did Survivor Series. And, and by Survivor Series, I mean he stood near the apron and 
I don't think he ever. I mean, he might have tagged in, but he wasn't in for very long. Yeah, uh, he started the match with Vader. I haven't watched that one in a while, but um, I did yeah. the other day. You really have nothing better to do uh, than watch the network, huh? <laughs> like, like I like I said, when you work overnight, it's kind of boring after a while. So yes, you check the laptop, and Facebook gets boring too after a while. So yeah, it's a good waste of nine ninety five. Yes, it is. Uh, well, that leads us to the main event. Event. <laughs> event. Shawn Michaels, yeah. British Bulldog, WWF title. Uh, Mr. Perfect as the guest referee because at Beware of Dog, uh, they did a double Part pin one, finish. Like well, it doesn't matter. You can lump them all together. Um, yeah. The finish of their match the month before, Sean gave Bulldog a German suplex, and they had two referees. Earl Hebner got bumped, and somebody else came in. Yes, he did a suplex. Tim White. Tim White. I'll take your word for it. I don't remember. Anyway, so they both counted down the appropriate person's shoulders, and so it led to a rematch. They brought out Mr. Perfect as the referee, so, of course, what happened was Mr. Perfect was the outside the ring referee, while the man who got bumped and led to the screw job the month before, Earl Hebner, was the referee inside of the ring. Of course. That's why the WWE rolls. Exactly. You know, the match really was fantastic. They more than made yeah. up for what they couldn't do the month before because of Sean's illness and for various other reasons. Um. And, you know, at the end of the day, Sean, of course, retained the title. Bulldog was never, I don't think, seriously considered to win the WWF title. Um, yeah. You know, when you're such a screw-up, like you're on so many drugs or whatever Bulldog was on, that they yeah. think that mid-1990 Shawn Michaels is a better option than you, you've got problems. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the match ended. Mr. Perfect bailed because he wasn't going to wrestle anymore. Um, and Vader and Owen Hart ran in to assist Bulldog on a three-on-one beatdown of Sean. Um, Sean, of course, was saved by Ahmed Johnson and the Warrior, uh, which set up the six-man tag that never happened a month later yeah. um, because uh, Warrior was fired for missing some dates. And yeah. Want to speak of depressing? Well, you want to talk about depressing, Brian? Sure. The final, the final scene of Sean Warrior and Ahmed was the last Ultimate Warrior appearance on a WWF pay-per-view until WrestleMania 30. Mm, I don't want to go there right now. Nope. That was a fucked up weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Getting stuck on Bourbon Street for three hours. Yeah. I they're talking about me being threatened to be raped. Yes. Yes. Before I tell that story to the people who haven't heard it, um, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle for King of the Ring. Thumbs up. Thumbs in the middle for me. Um, by the oh. way, because no one has ever called into this damn show, um, Legion of Doom was the answer yes. to the trivia question. A.K.A. Red uh, Warriors for... For my friend who 
then uh, the Legion of Doom changed their name to the murderers and changed their name to the Legion of Doom. Okay. So yeah. two minutes left. We are at the two and a half minute warning, and so it's time for the story of how I was threatened with rape in New Orleans. So I'm, we're in New Orleans walking down Bourbon Street, um, myself, Brian, and our friend Guy, when suddenly a voluptuous woman grabs me by the wrist and screams at the top of her lungs, come with me or I'm going to rape you. And, you know, me using common sense, went with her. I don't want to be raped. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I go, so you and I go into this little hole in the wall, little bar, and she hands me two test tubes and tells me to drink them. So me, being the yeah. smart person I am, drinks them. They tasted like flat diet apple juice. She and then we're put two, Yep. She then put two in her cleavage, and I fished them out with my face. Um, and of course, and, didn't want to be raped. Of course. You know, like, and one yeah. thing, by the way, I'll tell you, her boobs were real. Well, um, that's, that's good to know. Yeah. So I drank those four, and then she had you drink four, but you didn't drink out of her boobs because, you know, you're married and whatnot. Um, yes. And so then she turns to me and says, and that'll be $40. And I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> And yes, I am just like, uh, yeah, I don't have money. So I very <laughs> angrily gave her money on my card. Yeah, I very angrily gave her forty dollars while you gave her a freaking tip. Yeah, she didn't ask and for it, the tip, and I was about, I was about ready to walk out because yeah. you don't ask for a tip. If yeah. the service was good, you get a tip. You do not ask yeah. for your tip. That's why I think I only gave her like a dollar. The best part was, as we started to wind things down, was later in the weekend, I guess she didn't remember me, so she grabs me again and tries to do it again. And I don't know if you guys heard this, but I just pulled my wrist out of my hand and said, get the fuck off of me, and (laughs) moved on with my life. Um, So that does it. Um, Tune in next week, same time, same place, Wednesday, 11 o'clock, and we are going to be discussing No Mercy 2007. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Brian, and adios, everyone. Uh, good night. Best wishes. Yeah, we're off the air. Holy oh, bastard. Yeah, for the, for the record, the... With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.